Shalom, Mishpocha. This is Sid Roth. Mishpocha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpocha, the family with the Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with a very supernatural guest. And now, here's your host for this program. It's supernatural television producer, Donna Chavez. Thank you so much, Sid, and thank you all for joining us. I'm Donna Chavis, your host today, and what a program we have for you today. Felix Halpern, a Messianic Jewish rabbi, unexpectedly died of a heart attack. He left his physical body and experienced the glory of heaven. He returned to earth physically healed, but no longer satisfied with our accepted prayer models and our normal Christian life. After returning, God took him on a 30-day journey in his glory. And what he learned in that 30 days is life-changing, not just for him, but also for you today. Please welcome Rabbi Felix Halpern. Hi, Felix. Hello, Donna. Thank you so much uh, for the opportunity to share what the Lord has done and, quite frankly, how my life has uh, been transformed. Yes. Uh, turned upside down, but I like to say it's probably right side up. <laughs> yes, and what, so. a, <laughs> what a story it is. Felix, tell us about that day. Well, that moment that it occurred, and I'll speak a little bit about what preceded it. Uh, I was resting on my couch, as I uh, note, at 3 a.m. in the morning. And at that moment, my heart just stopped. And my spirit just literally stepped out of my body uh, as if I was leaving or going in from one door to the other. And at that point in time, uh, the spiritual realms, uh, another dimension, uh, took over. Uh, I began to rise. My spirit began to rise. I saw my body lying on the couch, um, dead, I presume. Uh, but the extraordinary nature of the presence, the peace, um, and the fact that an angel was present uh, over my body as it was lying horizontally in the spiritual dimension has um, imprinted itself uh, upon my daily life now going on two years. And in fact, when I think of the moment when my spirit left, uh, my body or the walls of my body, my chest seem to collapse. I, I experience the moment again, the fragility of life mm, yes. uh, that causes me to breathe heavy again. And then in that another split second, I relive uh, the glorious transference, I'll say, the, the moments where our spirit leaves that physical frame. And it, had given, it has given me such an appreciation personally uh, for what I call the architecture of our body, the divine architecture, yes. the way we were created and how we are destined to make that journey uh, yes. from life to eternal life. Um, but as glorious, I will say, as it was, it was not preceded with pleasure. Uh, it was 
I went through an entire month where my body was in a toxic state due to a doctor's misprescription, misprescribed dosage, where I had consumed seven and a half months of medication in only 29 days. And I was living like this. I was living in a state of uh, coronary symptoms. My body felt like a furnace inside. I couldn't sleep. Um, my chest was hurting and pain in my back. And I was living like this uh, throughout the month. And of course, the mystery is why didn't I go to the doctor? Why didn't I call 911? Why didn't I do the natural things? Why wasn't I in tune to what was happening? And I guess that I dismissed it uh, because I've always been healthy. I had gone for a physical, everything was fine. And I just dismissed it. Mm -hmm. But it happened, you know, on that one September morning, I had a a, a very, very difficult night of a lot of pain, and I woke up at 3 a.m. I didn't wake up my wife, Bonnie. Um, I, I should have, but I didn't. She's finally forgiven me, by the way. No. That. <laughs> and, um, and I went downstairs to rest and try to be as still as I could be and pray and stay in the presence of God. And, um, and that's when it occurred. It simply rose up out of my body. And in that period of time, I had the amazing opportunity or indescribable opportunity. Right. It's difficult to wrap our mind around the idea of being before the throne mm. and seeing streets of gold and seeing the gates, the foundation of pearl, yes. Uh, yes. the brilliance and the magnificence that are in, indescribable. Let me take you to that that instant, what, what everybody knows as in the twinkling of an eye. Now, when your soul began to ascend, what was the first thing that you noticed? I know a lot of people say, well, there was a light or whatever. What was your experience there? As I rose, there was a light, a light like I would describe it as a blue, bluish luminous light but it was at the end of a tunnel, so to speak, or a portal that was always elevated uh, on my, on higher up and towards my right. Uh, because my experience was that I was lying horizontally uh, in, in, in the spiritual realm, and an angel was ministering over my body. I still don't understand that fully. Mm -hmm. I... I saw the angelic presence. I could recognize the power of his presence, and there was an authority in his presence. And his hands was moving over my body. And I believe perhaps it is part of the mission that I have uh, upon my return that, that, that is tied to that. Um, but there was uh, the light. I call it a distant star in a sense in, in, in the book, but um, it, it was the light of a heaven, the heavenly atmosphere that was only steps away because I sensed how close heaven was. At some point in time, I sensed, I felt that I was somewhere between uh, the second heaven and the third heaven, somewhere in between, and heaven was only right there. And there was this period of time, I don't know whether it was seconds, I don't know if it was moments, but it was in that period of time when this angelic visitation has taken place 
took place, rather. And when I saw myself on the couch, and I literally saw my wife in the throes of immense grief and sorrow, which had a, gave me maybe a split second, maybe a nanosecond of of feeling that heaviness for her. Yes. And then I saw her planning my funeral. So I saw into the future in that in that moment in time, what the impact of my going to heaven, dying, if you will, mm-hmm. what impact that would have on my family and my right. children and my right. wife. But what about what about anxiety or fear? Any any sensations of that at all? I call death, Donna as beautiful as birth for this reason. And I know that sounds strange, but the moment our soul leaves or our body passes, it dies. The spirit leaves the body and it is such a harmonious, natural process that felt organic. I can only say it felt organic to the very creation of who we are and how yes. we were made. Yes. And there was no fear. There was no anxiety. There was just absolute peace and assurance and joy. Yes. Now, I believe perhaps because I rose and I was rising, uh, I don't know what a person feels who dies in unbelief. But I do know this. I know that when you know Christ, when you know the Lord, we rise. And the tragedy is, is when someone doesn't know him, mm-hmm. I say it sounds harsh, but you will crash land in hell. Wow. There's no in between. So I didn't feel what might occur in one's leaving or one's exit, if you will if it was in unbelief. Mm-hmm. But for us, it is a, it is absolute joy. And I would want even a individual listening who has lost a loved one to, to realize the joy that they feel. They may even feel the, the realization of the sorrow that, that is left upon them, because I did, but it was a split second. But overall, the, the harmony, the beauty, uh, the peace, and the joy, absent of all fear. And quite frankly, and I have returned without any fear. Yes. I don't have an ounce of fear, which is one of the extraordinary effects. Uh, and I don't believe I was ever a fearful person. I never, was never in fear of things per se. But there is absolutely no and a sense of fear of anything. There is just an, a powerful uh, understanding of God's hand upon our life. Yes. And everything gets sifted through his hand. Let me ask you this, Felix. I know from us talking and what I've read that that your life before this experience, now you were not given to dramatics and extremes, but now what no. you have learned and what you have brought back, you say you have to share it with people. Correct. 
I want them to know, number one, that death and life, death is as beautiful as birth, rather. That it is not something that should uh, hold someone in fear. It should not, um, when Yeshua or when Jesus said that the sting of death has been taken away, I understand that on another reality. The sting of death is taken away when we have faith in Yeshua Jesus, and we know where we are going for all eternity. And so there's no mystery anymore. There's no mystery in death. It is a process, a natural journey from birth to death, from death to eternity. Yes. yes. And it is the circle of life that God has pointed, but it is a it is uh, how God created us. So there is no reason to fear it. Yes. There's no reason to fear the unknown, because when I crossed over, it was as natural as I am talking to you now. Yes, yes. And for those of us that have never had this experience, what a magnificent opportunity to hear you talk about it, Felix. And you said three days after your return to this life, to this earth, to your, your physical body, that you were invited on a 30-day journey into God's glory. What does, what does that even mean? When I, when I returned, in the moment when my life was given back to me, I'm in, on the couch, and a rush of wind came into my lungs, filled my entire being, and my head was actually thrown back. And I actually shook my head and said, what was that? And then I began to understand and realize what had happened and quickly understood the changes now that took place within my life. And so when I came back, I was imprinted in the atmosphere, of, imprinted from the atmosphere of heaven in all the worship that goes on there. Mm. And the joy in the saints, as I saw the saints and people who have gone walking on a river, walking along this riverbed uh, that I write about, with joy and peace and harmony throughout, and you sense the glory. And there was something about, I noticed in my prayer life, that needed to change, that I wanted to be liberated uh, from what I call a transactional prayer life, always need-based prayer, because I saw those, those prayers don't exist in heaven, and of course they don't exist because we're right. dealing with the incorruptible. Right. But there's still intercession in heaven. But I asked the Lord, Lord, I, I show me how to model my prayer, my prayer life, my devotional life, as it is in heaven, closer to heaven's atmosphere and way of life. Yes. And immediately I began to um, understand something about my own prayer life that I understood for 45 plus years of knowing the Lord. And the Lord invited me into two books of the Bible. The Lord said that you're going to be in two books of the Bible and you're going to remain there for 30 days, which turned out to be six months, which turned out to be a year, which <laughs> turned out to be a year and a half. And imagine that I'm in two books in the entire Bible. But the primary book 
that the Lord wanted me to understand was the book of Psalms. And in that is what I call now the handbook of the soul, and it's the handbook of glory. Because it is in that book of the Bible, out of all other books, where we learn about the soul. We learn how to give glory to God. And the Lord said, I want you to only create, uh, to pray glory psalms, hmm. not, not intercessory, uh, not asking for things, not petitioning. But for 30 days, I want you to simply give me glory and honor and magnify me for 30 days. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Nothing else. I want to find out what happened when you started doing that in just a moment. But let, let me ask you this before we talk about that, Felix. You use a phrase that you call heaven's residue. Now, we all know what residue is. It's something that kind of sticks or hangs around or something when you've been somewhere or done something or whatever. When you say heaven's residue, what are you talking about? I sense the closeness of heaven over me every day. I say that I don't, I don't live under a ceiling anymore. I live under a sky. Oh. I sense, actually, Donna, if I close my eyes right now as I'm talking to you, I can reach up and touch heaven, and that's how close it feels. Mm. It's not something in my mind anymore that's out there in the universe out there where we can't, we know it's there, we know, we learn about it, but it's now tangible. It's close. And I feel it around me. I feel like the Lord, the glory of the Lord is closer. It bears down. And I believe that uh, one, one reason that this praying 30 days in his glory is so important, that it cleanses the soul. It aligns our thoughts, where it says, cast your thoughts to higher things above, right? The Bible talks about that. But when you do it for a 30-day period of time, literally, the Lord put me in a new operating system. Yes. Yes. But this happened to me within the first three days. And as the first three days kept going to 30 days and onward and so forth, I realized that this is one of the critical and important transformative keys that the Lord gave me when I returned. Yes. And I asked the Lord, is this only because I died and went to heaven and returned that I have this? And the Lord assured me that it is for everyone. Wow. This model is for anyone wow. because we have been, we have lost or for whatever reason, I'll say in my own life, that we have been taught uh, an insufficient prayer model completely. And there's nothing wrong with asking the Lord, petitioning the Lord, intercession. I'm not saying that we stop those. But when 80% of our prayer space is consumed with asking, and 20% of our space is, is giving him glory and honor, that breeds a needy spirit and the fact is, is that when we have our mind transformed, our soul oriented towards heaven after this, it's on us all day long. Like, I think all day long, I'm, I have thoughts of heaven. Yes, yes, I can I'm imagine. I'm detached. I'm detached. 
because I believe this prayer model, what the Lord showed me, what the discipline and the regimen that the Lord put me on has reoriented me, and I put me in a new operating system. So no matter what is happening on the earth, no matter what's happening in this country, no matter what, I always walk in a level or a reality of detachment, mm-hmm. and, and all day long my mind is imprinted now. It's imprinted with my Creator with his glory. And this is biblical. Yes, yes. The Lord says, cast your burdens upon me. There's so many scriptures that we can use to reveal what God wanted in what we God, how God wanted us to live. Let me ask you this, Felix. Is it even possible for someone to experience what you experienced and remain the same? I don't know. I can only say for me. <laughs> My whole life is different. My routines are different. My perceptions are different. Right. I, I become more of an observer in life right now. Uh, I see details almost magnified. I can look out to the trees and see the details of a bark. I, can, I look at how God created everything. Mm. And I don't know how you can... Um, come back the same way again. I know, you know, but here's the other thing as well, Donna, the Lord gave me a choice of whether this would be transactional or transformational. We talk a lot about that in in the writing. Uh, It was the same thing, I believe, when we went into revivals, you know, decades ago, where any move of God has has a danger of being transactional, where it becomes an experience, and then we look back to it, or it becomes transformational. And I felt the Lord say that if this is to be transformational, it's going to come at a price for me. Mm-hmm. And it means greater discipline, quieter life, more time walking in His presence, yes. always being able to be, to be ready in season and out of season for whatever He wants me to do. It, it, and my whole diet has changed, too, by the way. <laughs> okay, I mean, this is very humorous, I get. But I, I used to love coffee, and coffee was, was just lifted from me where I haven't had a cup of coffee since. In fact, I can't stand the taste of coffee. I have an aversion to it now. Spicy foods, on the other hand, which I never enjoyed. Now I enjoy spicy food. <laughs> You know, it changes you. I watch people. I can see into people's eyes, and I can see the condition of their soul mm. wherever I go. I stare. I look at people sometimes. They think maybe I'm staring at them, but I'm watching how they speak. I'm watching it, and I'm seeing the condition of their soul and waiting for a word of the Lord to give for their life. Is this, Felix, something like as a gift that you feel like God has given you since you are back here now that you can you can look at people and he is revealing these things to you that's that's not something you you noticed or had before uh, well the the prof, we we've moved in in the past prophetically mm-hmm. um but not to the extent where I can see the way I see now, and yes, I believe it is a gift. Yes, I believe the Lord the Lord will use that. I think that um, 
that will be used to bring people to the Lord as the Lord opens up doors. There's no question it's a gift. Yes. There's no question about it. Well, we're going to take a, a little break in just a second, but I want to talk about one more thing before we do that, Felix. W- you were talking about this experience, and you don't know it for everybody. You can only say for yourself. But for you, right. it absolutely was impossible to remain the same. And you go on to describe some of the things that you felt, you saw, you heard. Describe for us just a moment before we, we take a little break. Um what you categorize as a tsunami of heavenly forces, the, the, the throne, the angels, the things that you saw, the things that you heard, the activity. Can you talk to us just for a moment about that? I would love to. Well, I was before the throne. I could see the outline of the throne. I saw the Lord sitting on the throne, though his face was veiled. And his hands were more of an outline. And fire was surrounded the throne that caused me to bend and lay prostrate and cover my eyes. Even to this day, as another part of the change, when I go into the presence, I often have to cover my eyes. Um, And put my hand over my eyes is something that just, you know, has taken place. But as I had the opportunity to spend moments, wherever it was, in heaven for that period of time, the feet of the throne rested on a crystal firmament, a, a separation between heaven and earth. And it was a sea, like we read about it, but it was a sea of glass and a river that ran that I believe was, you can, I can only discern that from the throne it originated and moved throughout the glories of heaven. And the water was so crystal clear, but they, it had a bluish iridescent, iridescent depth to it mm-hmm. that I've never seen. And the sky the f- overhead was, again, this sense of iridescence. The colors of the rainbow, yes, but colors not separated, but brilliantly glowing gloriously sparkling and the waters were clear but sparkling gemstones and one of the things that had also uh, affected me deeply is the colors of the stones were such that I have never seen because I spent it meant you know for me it was understandable for 25 years before serving God I spent time in gold industry, uh, working with gold and diamonds and pearls and bars of gold. And I had some reference, you know, I had a reference. And I said, I've never seen this, like the lapis lazuli, the amethyst, the the gold was of a color that was, I've seen 24 karat gold. I've seen 24 karat gold bars. It was a quality and a color and a, and a, and a, uh, a glory to it that is unexplainable. There is no reference here. It's just pure majesty, pure perfection. Another thing that you talked about here that just just drew me in was when you were talking about the feeling of immortality, the, the feeling of freedom and what that felt like. I feel like a bird that just <laughs> just received its wings 
and took flight for the first time. The freedom that you feel when your spirit leaves is that time of immortality where there's no resistance. You feel light. And in fact, I, I have to go out on a windy day. This sounds strange, but it's okay. <laughs> hey, if it's, for, it's supernatural. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I go out on a windy day and I have to put my hands up because there's something about the wind, but the Bible talks about that the glory of the Lord comes on the wind. There's things in Scripture about it. I go out and feel the freedom of it. Often I have to leave my house. I can't be under a roof. I don't want to be under a ceiling. Uh, The outside has become my sanctuary. I'll take a walk in the morning, and if I feel I want to bend down, I don't go along the side of the street and worship the Lord on the sunrise and just give him glory for his creation. It's okay. And someone may ask me, what are you doing? I say, I'm worshiping God. (laughs) It's absolute freedom, unhinged unattached to anything physical yes where you feel you can travel through time and space yes immortality that is awesome (laughs) let's stop right there just for a second and and let me just tell everyone that's listening about this amazing resource package that you have and when i say it's life-changing i am not exaggerating it was for Felix, and it will be for you too. So be sure to listen for Sid at the end of the program to find out how you can get this brand new and exclusive resource today. It's Felix's brand new book, Lessons and Keys from Heaven, One Man's Miraculous Journey to Heaven, and also his brand new and exclusive 30 Days in His Glory. This is a devotional and handbook. And you'll also get an amazing two-CD audio teaching set from Felix himself. You will be able to listen to over and over again the teaching in this handbook, this guide for you, and also hear Felix's story even more than you're hearing now. So don't miss that. And again, Sid will be here at the end of the program to let you know how you can get it. Well, Felix, I want to start back here with something that, that you said that was so intriguing and mysterious and (laughs) unimaginable to me. Mm -hmm. You said when you came back, when you found yourself back here, you did not feel like you were put back together the same way. Right. Because as strangely as it sounds, I felt there was daylight between my, my soul and spirit, my body, soul, and spirit. We are a body. uh, We have a soul and we have a spirit. Yes. And, we don't normally think about anything because they all work harmoniously together. But what happened to me is, even as I'm speaking to you, um, I can see myself outside. My my soul, it seems, or my spirit, rather, is, is always a little bit a step ahead of me. I can be driving the car, and I see myself driving. I'm sitting on a chair, and I see myself. I'm writing this book. And I can see myself writing it. There is a sense of uh, the separation, which the Lord, I believe, showed me the, the importance of caring for the soul. Uh, because the soul has to respond to the spirit. The soul needs to, I like to say, the soul always by nature wants to go rogue. <laughs> but the spirit must control, control the soul. The psalmist talks about this. 
He says, oh, my soul, why are you troubled? Why are you downcast, oh, my soul? Worship the Lord, oh, my soul. And I have um, become familiar and comfortable in living in this separation, this separate state. And And Psalms is one of those books that helped me to understand the importance of the soul in relation to our very life. You know, we have our body. The spirit, I say, is the the command center of our life. Uh, Our body is the physical outworking of when to live for the Lord, but our soul has to follow in line with that. Yes. And our soul is a soldier standing ready for attention and waiting for, waiting for instructions. But the soul wants to, as I say, the soul likes to go rogue. Paul talks about this often uh, in, the, in the New Testament. And so when the Lord opened my eyes to the book of Psalms, where it says that God draws near to the soul and gladdens the soul, that he commands his soul to bless the Lord because he commands the soul to bless the Lord that moves my mouth, yes. that begins to move my hand and raise my hand to heaven. That's coming by the command of the soul, by the Spirit of God. And I've learned to understand the intricate workings of this, especially because they're separated in me. I don't know why. But the Lord, as I said, did not put me back together the same way. There's daylight between the two entities in my life to give me maybe an understanding of perhaps a reality, because I think that one of the most important things in these last days, people's there's so much healing that needs to take place in the soul. But you know what? We've never had teaching on this. Yes. Yes. We've never had teaching on how to nurture the soul into the glory of God and how to discipline the soul because the psalmist does and how to discipline the soul. We speak of it in general terms, but there's a far more and more specific address that we make in our life to dealing with the soul. The soul needs to cling to God, says the psalmist. So I still feel the separation. It's close You know, we're talking September of 2019, and I still feel or walk in the separation of this. And I will say this. This doesn't mean my problems are gone. No. It doesn't mean (laughs) that I don't have struggles. No. But what I do is uh, just I learn to discipline my soul. I say, my soul, you come back into alignment here. Yes, yes. You come into alignment with the power of God, with the Spirit of God. I don't necessarily deal with my thoughts, where, which I still think is important, of course, where the Bible says, cast down every imagination that right. seeks to exalt itself above them. That's, that's all important. But when we, come into, when we deal with the soul, and the Bible says that he's the lifter of our head, we align our entire vertical being with heaven. Yes. There is just a deeper and greater, more complete alignment when we understand the relationship. And the Lord said in Genesis that he breathed life into Adam and he became a living soul. 
the life of what God has given us. Felix, you call this so vital, vital, vital that people understand what it means to protect your soul, how to treat your soul, the purpose of the soul. And you do a magnificent job of teaching that for sure. But you call it the secret ingredient. You said there's a secret ingredient here, and it's called transformational prayer. Describe that to us. Transformational prayer is giving glory and magnification to God. Father, I thank you that you sit on the throne, that you, Lord, have created the universe, that you've set the stars in place, that your majesty, O Lord, is incomprehensible, that from the furthest star, from the furthest point in the universe, you have been there and you've created it. You've created every living thing from the smallest to the largest, to the tiniest ant that's marked with divine design, you created. Your majesty is incomprehensible. When we spend 80%, 75% in those 30 days and nothing else, your mind will be transformed and your soul will come into alignment with heaven. Yes. Yes. So this is what you were saying a little earlier when when you said transformational prayer is not need-based prayer. It's because, you know, let's be honest, for most of us, we come to God in prayer when we have a need. Uh, you know, uh, I'm almost ashamed to admit it. That's probably the biggest percentage of of why I go to the Lord in prayer, because I have a need. And I know God cares about our needs, and he wants to meet Correct. our needs. But that's not what, you're, what that's not what you're talking about here. You are talking about an intentional 30 days where you engage in transformational prayer, where you only magnify God. And what difference has that made? for you, Felix? I want to encourage you and everyone that listens to take a 30-day vacation from your need. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. Yes. is it, It's a matter of changing the ownership. The ownership of our needs, the ownership of our burdens. When we cast our burdens, come unto me and cast your burdens upon me. My yoke is easy. The Lord is really speaking about the, the transference of ownership. And my whole life, over 45 years of knowing the Lord and serving, I've seen the same people come down to the altars for the same reasons. And they get momentary liberation, momentary freedom, only for it to return again like a boomerang coming down for, for the same prayer. God is not a respecter of persons. There's something missing. There's something that has been missed in our traditional prayer culture. It's part of our society because all of society is transactional. It's about us. And I believe that when people have the courage, because it's not easy, I want everyone to know this is probably, this could be one of the hardest uh, journeys that someone could begin. Within the first three days, an individual, you who are listening, who have the courage to take this journey will struggle 
right in the beginning, because you're going to want to petition the Lord. That's right. It's in us. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that petitions should stop. I'm saying that once the operating system has changed, once we have spotted the weakness in that current system and begun to swap for the new system, then we will be able to come into a prayer life where primarily 75, 80% is constant giving glory. You're giving, we're giving, you'll be giving glory to the Lord throughout your day. Yes. Now, let me also say, my prayers have been answered. My prayers are being answered. And when I do pray for things, I find that it's more in line with what Paul was saying, to pray unceasingly. So I'm praying throughout the day. I'm praying for something in my life, something in need. But my first time with God in the morning, his time, is occupied with this secret formula that's found in the book of Psalms that has always been there hiding right under our noses. Felix, let me just read this. Sometimes, honestly, I I read something in in your material or your book or I listen to it or in a conversation, and it just jumps out at me so much. I want to just read this real, real quick. You said three days after you returned from heaven, God placed you on this new spiritual regimen, and it introduced you to a new prayer life or, as you said earlier, an operating system, and this is what you want to pass along to everyone else. And you said even, I began to feel a surge of something, and I instantly recognized a new system of spiritual living. And this is what you said, Felix. You said, this heavenly gift is tangible, and you are calling it 30 days in his glory, an invitation, I love this, an invitation to a heavenly pursuit of God. Wow, mm-hmm. wow. Yep. That is your yep. invitation. Well, it was God's invitation to you, and now Correct. it's your invitation to those that are listening. I'd like to boldly say something. Sure. I guarantee. <laughs> Come on I now. <laughs> okay, I guarantee by what I experience and what the Lord has shown me and spoke to me about this, that people's lives will be changed. Mm. In the midst of their burdens, they won't feel them. They won't be attached. They'll feel a lightness in their spirit. Even in the midst of the prayer needs that they have, there will be a freedom because what they have learned is to change ownership. We don't, I understand importunity. We teach that. Grabbing the hem of his garment, holding on till we have the answer. There are times for that. But as a daily living, a daily life in the kingdom and under the glory, if we want to see the glory come down, we need the heavens to come down and we need to break the spirit of need and the heaviness that a needy spirit does when we live in what I call a transactional lifestyle. Yes. Everything in our prayers, as you said, is transactional. Yes. You go to a pastor's meeting, and they may sing a song or two, but guess what? As soon as we're done, we're transacting. Yes. We go to a prayer meeting, and maybe the first few moments is about giving him glory, but the rest of the prayer meeting is about transacting. I'm saying change the formula. 
I'm saying change the space. Spend more of our time in the transformational glory space and less time in the need space, and the needs will be taken care of. Oh, I love that. I love that. They will be taken care of. But someone has to have the courage. Someone has to have the willingness to say, Father, this is yours. And we've preached about this, Donna, right? There have been ministries. We've taught yes. about this on yes. discipleship and so forth. And this is nothing new. But we have not given people the ability to get to it. We've not shown people to get to the other side. Because without this, to achieve it is a mental discipline. It takes effort. Mm -hmm. And sooner or later, you get tired. This transforms your inner disposition. This transforms the mind. This transforms the heavy spirit. And you can be joyful in the midst of need. You can walk in the glory in the midst of your problems. Yes. Because as I write in the book, the problems are never going to go away because earth is hard and heaven is easy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right? We live in a tainted world. We live in a world that's in part uh, ruled by the prince and the power of the air. Right? Right. But in the kingdom, we live according to the kingdom, but everything in the world is filled with troubles and perplexities and difficulties and challenges that will never end. When I was in heaven, I don't want to live that way here on earth. Right. I want to live as I experienced in heaven on earth. I want heaven on earth. Yes. And part of this is tangible and it's found in the word of God. And through this 30-day soul cleanse, or rather 30 days in his glory meditation, it will literally begin to achieve that. And my sense that anybody who takes the 30 days is going to 60 and 90 <laughs> and 120. And here's the beauty of it. As you spend the first couple few weeks in that select portion of the Psalms that we put in the handbook of the soul. 30 days in his glory. Mm -hmm. Right. Correct. The person will begin to change their vocabulary. The psalmist will become part of your life, a part of your prayers. And before you know it, you're praying like the psalmist. <laughs> Within a few, within a week, I, I have prayers I didn't include in the book, but I included my own prayers that now come out of my vocabulary because my mind has been reoriented. Yes. And we become like psalmists. Yes, yes. In the midst of our trouble. That's the miracle. That is a miracle. It is a miracle. And you know what, Felix? 30 days you, we see all over the place uh, in, in the news, uh, in advertisements. People are saying 30 days and 30 days and 30 days. 30 days is not that long of a time to transform your entire life. And as you said, take this 30-day journey with me that God has shown me, and you will then want to do 60 and 90 and possibly even for the rest of your life. So let me just let everyone know once again that Sid will be here at the end of the program to let you know how you can get Felix's brand new book called Lessons and Keys from Heaven, One Man's Miraculous Journey to Heaven, and also this brand new and exclusive 30 Days in His Glory. It's a devotional and a handbook.
And you'll also get something that Felix is creating just for you. And this is a two CD audio teaching from Felix himself. So please, please listen for Sid at the end of the program. Don't miss it. Felix, I know every person that's had any teaching in in faith and uh, Christianity, I know we've all heard that phrase that we talked about earlier, in the twinkling of an eye, in the twinkling of an eye, and you experienced that, and that has left you with an urgency, hasn't it? It it has. You know, Proverbs uh, chapter 20, verse 27 says that the soul of man is the candle of the Lord. In other words, if we successfully discipline and harness the soul, if you will, then the candle of the Lord within our life burns brighter and has more of a kingdom influence. Or as I write, if we keep the soul taught, the flame enlarges. In other words, wherever we make known the will of God, the soul there goeth, and the candle of the Lord burns brighter. But we have to bring healing to the soul, not through psychology. That's important. I'm not, I'm not against psychology. Uh, I'm not against doctors. But there's something about this 30 days in his glory, Donna, that recalibrates the soul because it is the greater effect of heaven that has more influence over our lives. And the things that weigh us down and the things that have been like barnacles on our ankles or barnacles on a ship seem to no longer be as effectual. They no longer seem to have the same weightiness because the Lord is larger. He's greater. It's like almost, it's like in revival. When we go through revival, the power of God is so great that nobody thinks about their problems. They may be in a revival service and they're in the presence of the Lord and they may go home to their problems, but the glory of the Lord is too overpowering. It's greater than all the things in the earthly realm. And I'm trying to uh, stress that there is a heavenly way of living. It sounds idealistic, maybe, to some. It sounds perhaps even naive to some, but it is not. It's not idealistic, and it's not naive. It is the power of God, and it's the power of the glory, and it's the power of the transformative effect when we recalibrate our lives and we come into this new, what I call this new operating system. And the beauty of it is it's 100% biblical. It's 100% God-honoring. It's 100% God-magnifying. And how does he reward us for that? He rewards us in the greater tangible presence of his glory. And we're no longer occupied with our needs or preoccupied with our needs or what I call this need-based prayer life. So, yes, it's urgent because we're living in the last days. And the people of God need to have a greater arsenal at their disposal. They need a greater power weaponry against the pressures, the darkness of the, of the end times that are coming. I believe this is one of the key uh, tools and weapons that we have to thwart the pressures and the effects of the end times that we're heading into. Yes, yes. 
and and that can happen any moment. I know I know everybody's expecting the end times, and we uh, some believe we are living in the end times now. But when you're looking right. at eternity, you're saying that eternity can happen in the blink of an eye, in the twinkling of an in eye, in the blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. It can happen in the in a blink of an eye. Someone going to the shopping, going shopping, and and has a heart attack or someone who gets hit by a car, or someone who gets a, uh, a diagnosis. Uh, anything can happen that can snatch life in a second. Felix, just before we go, I would love for you to pray for our listeners today. And, and maybe two things. For those that are living life and need so desperately to live in His glory, and then also for those that that twinkling of an eye might be closer than they even think. So will you pray for for those people? I would love to. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for the power of the blood of Yeshua, Jesus, in our lives, for our salvation, for the life that you promised, where you said you promised us a life abundant and living abundantly, Lord. There's many, Father, today that want a greater freedom, a greater victory, to experience walking in the glory and walking in a sense of heaven's atmosphere over their lives. And I pray, Father, for those who are hungry, who are thirsty, who are yearning for something more. They may have known the Lord their entire life, and yet, Father, there's a weightiness, there's a sense of worry that weighs down upon them. Lord, I want to bring the invitation to all those listening to invite them into your glory, to invite them into, Father, a time of meditation that will release them, that will release you as you are listening, that will bring freedom to you, that will change your life, that will put you in a place of walking daily in the presence of his glory. And yes, it's possible. And yes, It is a promise from the Lord. And yes, it is in his word. And so I want you to just open your hearts up to that, to be ready, to have the courage to go on a journey uh, into the glory of God. I pray, Father, for those who are going through some situation. It could be a terminal illness. It could be something, Lord, where life seems to come close, where eternity may be calling. I pray, Father, for their heart to turn to you. I pray, Lord, for that person who knows you, who comes to have a greater peace, a greater uh, understanding, a peace that surpasses understanding, to have no fear of what lies ahead. But, Lord, let them see nothing but glory and joy and peace and the miraculous glory of heaven that awaits them. But I pray, Father, that you give them the courage to reach out to you today. Call down the heavens and call down the glory of heaven's Lord for their lives. And we thank you for the release that you're bringing to people. We thank you for the freedom that you're bringing to people. We thank you for those, Lord, that are going to enter this 30 days in his glory meditation, and their life will be transformed. Hallelujah. And a generation will rise up, Father, that will walk according to your glory. They will feel your presence daily as you press upon them. 
and use them for your greater majesty and glory, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Yes. Amen. Yes, yes. Amen. Felix, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. And now here's Sid Roth to tell you how you can get this amazing, life-changing resource package from Rabbi Felix Halpern. Sid? Rabbi Felix Halpern unexpectedly died of a heart attack. He left his body and experienced the glory of heaven. He knows what it is to die. Then he returned, physically healed, and with an urgent message for us, for you. God took Felix on a 30-day journey in his glory. Felix says he can't transfer his heavenly experience to you, but the keys he learned for a completely transformed life in God's glory are 100% transferable. Don't miss this unique resource. It's Rabbi Felix Halpern's brand new and exclusive book, A Rabbi's Journey to Heaven, and his brand new and exclusive two-CD audio teaching series, Heaven and Beyond, plus a free digital download of his brand new and exclusive devotional called Heaven's Soul Cleanse. 30 days in his glory, all for an investment of only 29 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. Once again, that's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org, S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9754. Once again, that's offer number 9754.